0: Time to talk weekend stuff and gardening with New Zealand Gardener editor Joe McCarroll. Hi, Joe.
1: Hi, Jesse. How are you?
0: Good. And I've really enjoyed the book that you wrote as well. You're a very busy person, aren't you?
1: Oh, thanks.
0: Funny, thanks. eh? Um, funny that um, the predator free movement and the conservation movement has sort of entered the world of gardening. Gardeners um, now regard that as part of their patch, and it's something you're thinking about today
1: something i am thinking about, and it's something I've been thinking about for quite a long time, and I have been talking um, for a long time to your friend of mine, Jesse Morgan, from the Predator Free New Zealand Trust, probably yeah. for several years now, because I think we're both seeing people um, come to the same place from two different directions, like I think gardeners love seeing birds in the garden, they really enjoy them it's something that brings a lot of um, enjoyment to people's lives yeah. and they you know they plant for it and they talk about it, and so they think, oh, well, I'll start controlling predators in order to enjoy these birds that are visiting the garden I've already planted. And then people who are controlling predators think, all these birds are visiting, i better plant to support them. Um, so, yeah, we've, um, we've been also talking a, about it a lot.
0: This is, sorry, Joe. it's also um, something you can get instant results out of predator control. You plant something and you have to wait for it to grow, but um, put a rat trap out and chances are the next morning you'll have a fresh kill.
1: Yeah, well, that's true, Um, but I would say you don't have to wait that long to see results. I mean, if you're planting the right things, you'll see results pretty quickly once you start putting plants into birds, and if you're doing both, it's an exponential improvement. So anyway, we both thought people were really interested in this, we thought gardeners were really interested in this, and so New Zealand Gardener magazine and the Predator Free New Zealand Trust have put together this newsletter. Um, which is called How to Start Backyard Trapping, and it's a five-part newsletter. And for people who think that might be something they'd like to give a go, I know it's something you've really experienced at yourself, Jeffy, But I'm talking more if you're if that's something you think you you love the birds, you love seeing them, you'd like to give support them. Um, that that newsletter has a lot of really good starting out information for you, and you can sign up at stuff.co.nz/slash bird-friendly-garden.
0: Fantastic. So that's that's mostly focusing on the predator stuff or on it's, the what to plant?
1: It's focusing on both to be honest. We we talk a little bit about the the getting started with trapping and you know what trap to use and where to site it. And then we talk a little bit about um, planting because you know um, as crucial as controlling the invasive species is selecting the bird-friendly trees and shrubs and flowers because as well as reducing the predation, you want to provide that food and shelter and breeding sites and nesting sites um, for all, um, for the birds, but for all of our native fauna, to be honest, that might uh, make a home in your garden.
0: Now that link you've given us, that takes me to a form to sign up for a newsletter. So is that how the information arrives or am I missing the something? The
1: information arrives in a newsletter. You're yeah, exactly great. right. So um, it's a five-part newsletter and you're only going to get five parts, so it's not completely overwhelming. <laughs> it's not going to come every day for the rest of your life. But, um, yeah, it'll give you the info you need to get started, and hopefully um, that way you can enjoy birds in your garden even more.
0: Yeah, what a great way of uh, disseminating information. And um, I you've got another newsletter as well. I quite like getting my info via newsletter. It's, um, I mean, I still do like sitting down with a magazine, but you're obviously moving with the times and realizing that actually sending someone something they can read on their phone, on the bus, or, um, you know, in, in bite sizes is, is one way to go.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, we, um, different people, different strokes, different folks, really. Like, if you're someone who likes to consume info on your phone while you're out and about, yeah, I I want there to be great gardening information for you. So, yeah, we at New Zealand Gardener do another weekly e-zine, which is called Get Growing. But that does come every week for the rest of your life.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Any tips for planting?
1: Yeah, look, I would say think about um, planting for diversity. So you want a whole diverse range of native species. And, you know, people always think about trees for birds and trees are key, but you've also got to think about shrubs and ground covers. Um, There's a range of food that birds and, you know, support that um, birds and native fauna get from plants. And so, you know, it's not just fruit and berries, it's also nuts and pollen and nectar. And you want to offer something over 12 months of the year. There's very, very good information online. I know the Department of Conservation does an excellent guide of what's, you know, flowering or fruiting or providing nectar when. So you can sort of think about supporting birds across the year. I'd also say the key thing that, you know, birds would ask for, if they were able to ask us, is to keep it messy, you know. Keep uh-huh. let leaf litter build up under your trees yeah. and that'll support the spiders and moths and beetles that will then bring in those insectivorous birds like the fantails and the silver eye and even grey warblers if you're lucky, um, you know, leave things like rotting logs for foraging insects and in wetter, um, you leave even trees that are, you know, perhaps past their best, leave them in situ for kingfisher and more pork. Um, you know, that is a sort of trend of gardening internationally is that idea of leaving some spaces a bit more wild, those wilderness areas, that idea of no-mo. And that is very much going to support native biodiversity more than having a garden that is manicured where there is not a leaf out of place.
0: And, and something else I've learned from my interviews over the years is that if just because native birds seem to be flocking to certain exotic plants and trees, doesn't mean they're necessarily the best sorts of uh, trees for them. Sometimes it's just like candy for them really. And, um, Often, the best thing you can do is give them the, n- the natives that they've evolved alongside.
1: Yeah, that's a, a, an ongoing topic of discussion, and it's something people hold really strong opinions about. I plant both natives and exotics in my garden, and I have seen birds, you know, visiting both, feeding on both. There are plenty of exotic trees that birds will go to. They're not, they're not, they've got no ideological <laughs> objection. Um, <laughs> but, but well, yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, New Zealand's, um, the Flora and fauna in New Zealand. It evolved alongside each other for sort of an unimaginable length of time, and without a shadow of a doubt, our native plants are ideally, ideally sort of set up in order to support native um, birds and biodiversity in New Zealand.
0: Good stuff, Joe. Lovely to have you on. Thanks so much. Thanks, Jesse. Joe McCarroll, editor of New Zealand Gardener, that website stuff.co.nz/slash/bird-friendly-garden.